Thursday morning, everyone. Day away. 24 hours away from a hero's breakfast. Veterans, especially those of you that landed last night from an honor flight of the Ozarks trip. We got free breakfast. Scramblers. If you're a veteran, come by as we broadcast live. Friday Roadshow sponsored by Affordable Towing. And that free breakfast is thanks to Scramblers. Also, air services, heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical, Delta Roofing, and Serenity Honors. The American Transmissions Talk at Text Line 447-KSGF. I believe we'll have Christy Fulnecki. Today we've got author of the week, great author. Um, It is uh, regarding Iran's quest for world supremacy. And it's interesting because the, the... the book itself was essentially completed some time ago, but there were some issues that held off on publication. And given the recent events as they have unfolded, one would think the author had created a time machine to today and then went back a couple of years to begin writing the book because so many of the things that he claimed, these are the things that are going to happen. This is how it's going to play out. We're watching it. It is happening today. So we'll talk with him. That, of course, sponsored by ABC Books on North Glenstone. Uh, We'll also, uh, around 735, Congressman Burleson, uh, given that a new speaker was chosen, uh, it just like, oh, bam, happened. Um, What it is, and these just put forth a question or two that I, I will ask him. What is different about this speaker? or this member of Congress, that uh, was different enough to where everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, he'll work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, there were, of course, a number of others uh, that had a degree of support and um, just within 30 minutes, it seemed, of behind closed doors, okay, this is the one we're going to vote on next. And then he's on his way out of, of that uh, that door, that closed door meeting. And he's like, uh, never mind, decide I'm dropping out, don't want to do it. Okay, everyone, let's have another go at this. And so Mike Johnson of Louisiana, member of Congress that none of us have heard of. Some of you, I suppose maybe some of you have, some of you who... Uh, perhaps are are from Louisiana or familiar with Louisiana, maybe live there now and listen, or just a nerd and you know every member of Congress. Outside of that, normal people have no idea who this guy is, and bam, Speaker of the House. Who is the guy? We'll we'll talk uh, with Congressman Burleson on that, and um, again, what, what happened that caused, was it just... Everyone getting tired and saying, "All right, we uh, now let's just go ahead." What? What? Who are you? What? What's your deal? Uh, all right, sure. You're in. You're in. Was it that, or was there something else that he brought to the table? Um, we're already beginning to hear from the media and Democrats that he is the devil incarnate. Uh, he is a horrible, awful person. Um, he is against everything that's good. By the way, if you didn't know this, uh, th- this is what already is being. <laughs> 
is being said um, by uh, by Democrats. So um, we've got that. There is this active shooter. He's not actively at this point shooting, but he is out there on the run. Uh, this is the sort of situation that already you have people calling for uh, a push of legislation regarding gun control with this fanciful idea that that will stop people, that that law is the law that is going to be one in which they abide. The laws are, of course, ultimately irrelevant, and criminals know that because the very people who call for more laws are the ones that, once put in place, don't prosecute these people anyhow. Unless, you know, if they fit certain categories, they will, but we know this this really is the biggest problem with the, the crime that we see in blue-run cities and counties in this country is the criminal they know if they get it getting caught getting arrested that is inconsequential to them that that's irrelevant what is relevant to them is what sort of punishment are they going to receive and there is this understanding that they are not going to receive any sort of punishment that they fear Yesterday in court, the two individuals that weeks ago posted online the video of them seeking out and running over a white guy on a, on a bicycle and laughing while doing it, they're in court yesterday laughing it up. Laughing it up. Laughing at the victim's families right there. One of the two individuals, when after he had been caught and arrested being booked, openly told the arresting officers, you know I'm not going to get any serious time for this. The, the, it's the same people who constantly demand, we need more gun laws. We, we've got to have more gun laws. The problem is not enough gun laws. Those are the people who don't enforce the laws. Those are the people who the criminals recognize as essentially their allies when it comes to whether or not they are going to face any sort of punishment that is severe enough that they feel does not make it worth it. They're essentially partners in crime. I I imagine there is going to be a tremendous amount of speculation today. What you are going to hear in the discussions about this shooter is, of course, people on the left that are calling for more gun control laws that, of course, will not be enforced by the left anyhow. And you're going to hear that noted. We're going to hear about how the laws that they're calling for, well, one, sometimes they don't even call for specific laws. They're just vague. A new law. We got to do something. We have to do something. We have to do something. Because that's what all great advancements in humanity have come from is somebody saying, well, we have to do something. We don't know what it is, but just something. We'll hear about what laws are in place that did not work to begin with. So it is going to be a repeat of a discussion that we have had on numerous occasions. Apparently, what we do know about this individual 
is that he is a trained firearms expert in the U.S. Army Reserves. This is according to State Police Bulletin. And that he recently reported mental health issues, including hearing voices and threats to shoot up, specifically the National Guard base that he apparently, in Maine, it was a base in Maine. Um, So this is apparently somebody who's fully telling people, um, hey, I'm going to carry out a shooting. Um, People, again, politicians are pointing to Maine and saying, well, there aren't red flag laws. Do you really need a a red flag law? I don't know. Maybe you do. If somebody uh, says ahead of time, just so you know, uh, I'm hearing voices. They're telling me to shoot up uh, uh, a bunch of people, and I'm going to do that. That seems to me like the sort of thing that probably is covered under some law at this point. But again, the people who always demand more laws and falsely claim it is a lack of new laws that allow these things to happen are the ones that never utilize the laws that are in place. The laws that, by the way, are almost always there because they called for them to be put in place in order to prevent these things from happening. It really is exhausting if you're a thinking person. Latest news update. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. Willard City Alderman Corey Hendrickson resigns from his position the same day he pleads guilty to embezzling nearly $300,000 from his former employer, Prime Trucking. Sam Baird, another alderman, confirmed Hendrickson is no longer on the board of aldermen. He pled guilty in federal court Tuesday to accessing more than 500 accounts with Prime from 2016 until 2021 while serving as the mayor of Willard at that time. Hendrickson faces a maximum sentence of up to 20 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. At least 16 people are reported dead and a manhunt is underway following shootings in Lewiston, Maine. Local law enforcement says a suspect is on the run after reportedly opening fire in at least two locations, including a bowling alley and a restaurant. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. The first alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. 70% chance of scattered showers throughout the day. A high today of 74. Slight chance of showers and storms tonight, then mostly cloudy, a low of around 66. 70% chance of afternoon showers tomorrow, otherwise mostly cloudy. A high near 75. Rain throughout Saturday. A high of only 59. Ooh. Autumn-like weather. Well, I guess it is autumn weather, not autumn-like. Hey, what custom car care? All of those car care needs. You've got rain and the wet pavement. Sometimes hydroplaning occurs. We don't think about the dangers of slip sliding off the road into oncoming traffic off the bridge, usually unless it is uh, icy out. We've got that wintry weather. But it does happen when when we, we get the rain and the hydroplaning component there. And... That is not completely inevitable. It is not completely unavoidable. Your tires are designed in order to, as best as possible, diminish the likelihood that's going to happen. But as the tires wear, and if they are not balanced properly, if you don't have them set in the way that they need to be, then you lose those those tire skills, if you will. They diminish, which means that could be the difference between uh, uh, hydroplaning and not hydroplaning or the regaining of control after hydroplaning. And so while we obviously don't ever want those things to happen, uh, one of the things that you can do is make sure that next time you go in for an oil change and, you know, if you're 
you don't have any major issues and your tires are a little bit worn, but there's nothing obvious. I don't think it's an emergency that you have to rush in right away. But next time you go in uh, for that oil change or whatever it may be, uh, ask them. Uh, not just the tire tread depth, but are they balanced properly? Are are you road ready best as possible? A1 Custom Car Care for all of those car care needs. So the Moms Demand Action founder, Shannon Watts, uh, reacted to yesterday's shooting in Maine by criticizing the lack of gun control in the state. Uh, she did so prior to a shooting suspect being, of course, apprehended, any facts being known but of course facts are irrelevant and they really are irrelevant to these individuals i do firmly know that there are many people particularly those whose job security is based on people being afraid they fully recognize that new laws will not work they know that was it last year it was the was it the mayor of um was the mayor of some blue city and there were emails through an open records request that was done by a media outlet and i think it was st louis in fact i think it was the mayor of st louis maybe perhaps the previous mayor and the the open records request among other things revealed the acknowledgement by the democrat elected official that new gun laws don't work they, they know this, but they use that in order to say this is the answer to the problem. And the reason that we aren't able to put the problem into place is because of those bad Republicans or we're not able to put a solution to the problem in place is because of the bad Republicans. And so that's why you should vote for us, because Republicans are the ones who are causing these bad things to happen because they refuse to allow these new laws in place. But they, they, that they know that they don't work. But I do believe that there are some people who lack critical thinking and their emotional reaction because they're told that this is the problem. They believe these politicians and they run out immediately and, well, we just need some law. Of course, they can't articulate to you what laws are in place, what laws would be applicable in a situation like this. Most people who call for common sense gun laws don't realize all the laws that are in place, and they don't realize that they're not enforced by Democrat prosecutors. This is apparently an individual that was hearing voices. Now, I'm just going to lay out a stark truth for you here. There are some people in this world that will not be stopped from going crazy and killing people. Won't stop. There is no law. There is no regulation. And, and frankly, there's no program. I'm telling you right now, it's just ad nauseum, much of this. We're going to, this one is, you know, well, we need more mental health. We need more mental health this. We need more mental health that. We need more. I, I imagine that there are more mental health help uh, availabilities now than ever. Yet, we seemingly have more of a problem when it comes to individuals with mental health issues running around and causing great harm to individuals in, in our society. 
which tells me it is not an accessibility issue. It, it isn't to say that it isn't a mental health issue, but I don't think anyone can argue that, well, the reason we're seeing this rear its ugly head more today is because there just aren't nearly as many, many options for people who have mental health issues as there was 30 years ago. I mean, it's nonstop with PSAs and uh, you know, new taxes and expansion of programs for mental health this and mental health that, yet we don't seem to be making it, uh, you know, uh, things better. And of course, that is always the government approach. Just do more. It doesn't matter if the quality is there. It's all quantity over quality. So nobody really stops to say, well, wait a minute here. What we're doing doesn't seem to be working. They're just saying we need more of it. We need more of what doesn't work, which of course doesn't solve the problem. Well, what's the answer then? What's the answer? I'm not going to pretend as if I have all the answers, but I tell you a step forward is to recognize when what you're doing doesn't work and stop doing it. Because what it does is it gives you a false and it presents a false sense of security that we are working on it when you're not. If you are sick... And you go to the doctor and the doctor prescribes you something and you start to get worse. I don't necessarily know what new medicine to prescribe you in order to make you get better. But what I do know is that you can stop taking the medicine that is not only not making you better, but whether it's making you worse or not, you certainly are still getting worse, right? But that's not how it works. When it comes to these issues, instead, our approach is you go to the doctor, you're given medicine. It doesn't make you better. It makes you worse. Well, we need to give you more of it. And then when things are worse, come back and we'll give you more of it and more of it and more of it and more of it. So step one and I know many of you understand this and there are some elected officials that do as well is acknowledging these answers that they continue to throw up about having new laws, new laws, new restrictions, more of this, more of that. It isn't working. We need to stop doing those things and look for something else. And that doesn't necessarily mean a government solution. I know it's very difficult for some people to get out of that tunnel vision. It's got to be government. Got to be government. Got to be government. Got to be government. Why does it have to be government? Has that worked yet? I, it, it's just such an exhausting thing to listen to people demand that things get fixed. And what they demand is the same thing that hasn't worked over and over and over and over again. And they know it doesn't work, which is why they don't even bother enforcing the laws in the first place. And when you're talking about somebody that if they really genuinely are hearing voices that are, there's no law. What do you, what? What is the policy going to be here? You're going to create a law specifically targeting the voices? Are we going to have common sense regulation on the voices? Are we going to start? So you're going to figure out a way to imprison the voices? I 
Let me share a horrific story with you just to give you an idea of how it is that the left really does approach this stuff and how it is that you recognize that many of these people on the left, that none of this for them is really about making things better. It's about using it as a tool. Daily Wire had a story a few days ago. Tennessee school put would-be shooter in classroom, told the parents if they don't like it to be left-wing activists. Just months after three children were slaughtered at a Christian school in the state's capital, a Tennessee public school district returned a student to the classroom who last year threatened to shoot up his school, putting him in close quarters with the students who testified against him in court. Ninth graders at Giles County High School in a rural community an hour south of Nashville showed up for the new school year this August to find that the boy, who 16 months prior was arrested for his plans to shoot up their middle school, had rejoined them in high school. About seven of them had testified against him in court last year, detailing how he had a list of students he intended to kill, had a date picked out, and was running drills to practice the act. Oh, no, but we need more laws in place. Now he's back and, they believed, had an additional motive for carnage. When his parents raised their concerns, or when parents of the targeted students raised their concerns to the school district, the school district falsely told the parents that laws from the Republican-controlled state house were to blame for the situation, which was not true at all. Parents say that the school told them that they needed to become activists in the special session where Democrats were pushing for gun control if they had a problem with the would-be shooter that was targeting their children being put back in the classroom with their children. This is the depraved level of darkness that some on the left have become. Hannah Riley, whose son testified that he was warned about the would-be shooter not to come to school on a certain date so he would live, said she and numerous others have pulled their children out of school because they believe their children are sitting ducks. She said the culprit disclosed his plan to her child because her child once showed him kindness, as he told authorities and so forth. So what you have here are these left-wingers in this particular school district you have, you have a student that f was running dry runs on the school, had a list of these kids going to shoot the place up. This was just last year. Seven of them testified to what they knew. The, yeah, and, and here he is. He's putting put back in the classroom with the kids who's testified against him. And when the parents go to the school saying, what in the hell is going on? They're like, hey, if you don't like it, you need to go get Democrats elected. Using their children's safety and lives, essentially holding them hostage to get parents to do Democrat activism. See, that's their go-to when it comes to some sort of tragic shooting. Got a traffic update first, though. We do tomorrow a couple of things. Heroes Breakfast, if you're a veteran, come by Scramblers as we broadcast live. You're going to get free breakfast. That thing's too. Delta Roofing, Serenity Honors, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical, and Scramblers, of course. That's 6A to 9A. Also at KSGF.com, while we have information on that, you can also get yourself signed up for a Godfather's Pizza Party at godfathers uh and that of course is also 
Godfathers, uh, where you, you can get notifications on Friday specials. I think last Friday was delivery, free delivery, but those specials are only delivered by the KSGF app around 4 o'clock on Friday afternoons. That's how you know about it. And so when you call them on Friday, mention it, and that is for any of the four area stores, Nixa, Battlefield, Ozark, and Springfield. And you can take advantage of that deal also. That's uh, Godfathers. They do deliver, obviously. Springfield's Talk 1041 Traffic Update. I'm Nick Reed. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant. Employee benefits that work from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. 70% chance of scattered showers through the day. Today high near 74. Slight chance showers and storms and mostly cloudy tonight. Low around 66. 70% chance of afternoon showers tomorrow. 75. Then much cooler on Saturday. 59. And rain throughout the day. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, buying a vehicle is pretty expensive and you want to make sure that you get the right one so you don't have that buyer's remorse. Uh, And that is why Avis, the car rental company, has created their long-term rental program. Now, the long-term rental program, it is great if you are in the market to purchase a new vehicle and you want to do kind of an extended test drive before you make that commitment. It's also really great if you are a person who likes to lease your vehicles, but you're wanting a little more flexibility. And it is also a good option if you are a business owner wanting to add to your fleet of vehicles. Now, Avis, with their long-term rental program, they have everything from uh, Ford cargo vans, they have Chevy Bolt EVs, Jeep Wagoneers, uh, Ford F-250s, so they really do have something for every lifestyle. Now, if you want more information on the long-term rental program, the best way to do that is just swing by the Avis store. It's located here in Springfield off of Fort and Sunshine. You can speak to Lauren, and of course, you can find all of that contact information for Avis under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at K sgf.com mm-hmm. let's see here uh, <laughs> all right the american transmissions talk a text line 447 ksgf you can watch the show live on facebook that's 1041 nick reed you can uh, have your little there's a community in there you can make comments chat with one another and then of course watch the show that feed is sponsored by springfield raps who also designed the KSGF Studios, you can see. Not the the layout, but the, the ambiance, if you will, the, the decor. It's a wrap. Springfield wrap, see? You get it? I wanted to reiterate with additional facts the the counter to the attempt that we are, are getting today from many in the media some in the Democrat Party, most of the progressive left, and that is this idea that what that anti-Semitism, not just Israel or not not just with the you know Gaza and Hamas, but here in the United States, is absolutely no different than what Muslims face regarding Islamophobia in this country. They are attempting to equate the two. Now, this is this is a a, a new iteration of, of Holocaust denialism, pretending that it's really not that bad. That's what a lot of the Holocaust denial isn't so much that it never happened, but that it was that it's overblown or that you know it, it, there's a downplaying of it. 
And that's what we're seeing when it comes to anti-Semitism in this country. Locally here, this Springfield news leader uh, was helping lead this charge recently with an entire article about the, you know, because of the, the rise in Islamophobia in this country, what it is that the local mosque has had to do in terms of, of its safety. And there is no mention in the article about anti-Semitism. The White House recently, when asked about anti-Semitism and the rise in anti-Semitism, began talking about Islamophobia. So for the left, it ranges anywhere from portraying what Jewish people in this country are going through as being no worse than what Muslim people are going through in this country, that it's all one and the same, it's equal, ranges from that to uh, Islamophobia is worse than anti-Semitism in this country. And the fact of the matter is, that is not true. I, I referenced and I have it in front of me, several days ago, there was a story with USA Today. Battle against hate. Violence, bigotry towards Palestinian Americans spiking across the U.S. It's all over the place. It's spiking. Now, here is, for their article, the purposes of, this is the evidence that they provide. This is what they found to demonstrate that this is a real thing happening in this country, that the, the spike of hate is against Palestinians. Among them, they write, in Dearborn, Michigan, police arrested a man last week for saying on the internet that he wanted to gather people to hunt Palestinians. This according to a screenshot of the post Dearborn police shared with the Detroit News. Now, obviously, that's hateful. All right, so, so far, their evidence is a guy on the Internet said that he wished he could gather people to hunt Palestinians. The other evidence they provided is the Council of American Islamic Relations in Los Angeles. This is an organization with ties to terrorism. They've been an unindicted co-conspirator when it comes to cases of terrorism. They called on the University of California to open an investigation after they say a group of people intruded on a webinar that they had, threatening to tear off Palestinian supporters' heads, calling them terrorists. Of course, there's no evidence provided here that that actually did occur. But so you have a group associated with terrorism complaining that somebody got in their webinar and was saying mean things. They also as part of their evidence, cited a person approached a sheik teen. Now, that is not a Muslim. <laughs> the teen was wearing a turban on a New York City bus, which any mass transportation in New York City, anyone at any given time, is going to potentially be a victim of violence. And on the bus, he well, there was somebody that punched him saying, we don't wear that in our country, ta and take your mask off. He was wearing a, a COVID mask. So that's an example of somebody that's not even a Muslim. And then in Oregon, the Islamic Society of Greater Portland claimed community members faced threats in recent days. 
which again, no actual evidence of that's provided. Now, this is the listing that they that USA Today nationwide, a nationwide sweep, you would imagine that they probably looked for the most stark examples of a huge cultural spike of violence against Muslims, against Palestinians in this country. And they found one person on the internet who said something mean. Somebody who was not even a Muslim getting attacked. A terrorist-tied organization claiming somebody got onto one of their webinars and said mean things to them. And uh, the Council of American Islamic Relations, um, again, CARE, which is tied to terrorism, calling on the University of California to open an investigation after they... uh, you know, because or no, wait, there was the Islamic Society of Greater Portland. That's the single one claim that they face threats. Now, if we want to go back and forth and lay out evidence as if this is a, a, a courtroom and a court case, and we are really going to gauge in our society where the real danger is, let's do that. Because so far, we've seen those who claim that what Jewish people are going through in the world and in the country today in the United States is the same or even easier than what people are facing because of Islamophobia. And this is the evidence that thus far they've been providing. Now, there was obviously there was the case of uh, two and it wasn't listed here. They opened the story on this USA Today about that psychopath who uh, stabbed that woman and her six year old son. Somebody that universally everyone's like, yeah, put that guy down. And that's something that the president specifically mentioned. And I would note it's because it's the only thing that we've actually had occur in terms of violence in this country that anyone knows about against or even a call to against people within the the Islamic community. And I'm sure that there are others that have happened on a, a scale that just isn't getting attention. But you know they're looking for it, yet they can't find these things. We're going to take a break. And then some of what has occurred yesterday specifically on these college campuses as it has been increasingly recognized, the very frightening level of pro-Holocaust anti-Semitism in this country on universities, university campuses. Yesterday, we'll share some of those next. The White House, many in the media, many elected Democrats and and left-wing organizations are trying to promote today's version of Holocaust denying by claiming that anti-Semitism isn't anything worse than what uh, we deal with in terms of Islamophobia. And that's just factually inaccurate. It is an attempt to downplay so that people don't see what is happening to people who are Jewish in the United States and, of course, in Israel as, as well. Universities across the country have been celebrating the mass murder of Jews. I will put this list of real-life incidents up against the list from those who claim Islamophobia is the real problem in this country. There is a short listing of real-life scenarios that was put together by Front Page Mag. Number one, listing Harvard, which is considered America's most prestigious university. Over 30 students organized and signed a statement declaring that they hold the Jews entirely responsible for the unfolding violence. 
Not to be outdone by Harvard, the Student for Justice in Palestine chapter at Brown University released its own statement. Co-signed by the Graduate Labor Organization and Teaching Assistant Labor Organization, as well as 25 additional organizations stating that we, the undersigned, hold the Israeli regime and its allies unequivocally responsible for all of the suffering and loss of life. At Cornell University, SJP held a rally to stop Israel's annihilation of Gaza. History professor Russell Rickford, who spoke at the rally, declared Hamas's barbaric terrorist attack, which including the rape of women and beheading of babies and the deaths of entire families, as in his words, quote, it was exhilarating. I can't imagine why these students are being radicalized. Yale University professor. Jarena Grewal tweeted in support of the terrorist attack, calling October 7th an extraordinary day. She went on to justify the terrorist attack unleashed on Israeli citizens, writing prayers for Palestinians. Israel is a murderous, genocidal settler state, and Palestinians have every right to resist through armed struggle solidarity. Meanwhile, 20 campus groups at Columbia University signed a statement condoning and justifying terrorist attacks against Jews, describing the wholesale slaughter of infants and children and the rape of women as resistance, blaming Israel and America for the violence. Also at Columbia, a Jewish-Israeli student was beaten with a stick in front of Butler Library by another student who screamed, F-U-F all of you prick crackers, causing the Jewish students to suffer a bruised hand and broken finger. At the University of Pennsylvania, dozens of flyers depicting the names and faces of the Hamas kidnapping victims were torn down within an hour of being put up on campus. The student group, Penn Against the Occupation, held a collective walkout for Palestine, during which a Jewish student was assaulted while putting on... Teflin and a speaker claim that there was no innocent civilians in Israel because all settlers and all settlements are legitimate military targets and they will be targeted until the time in which one side, a plurinational, secular and socialist state is formed on Palestine and you can either live there in peace or you can go back to Moscow, Brooklyn and your blanking Berlin where you came from while participant students chanted intifada intifada resistance is justified when people are occupied in free palestine that's just the ivy league stanford university the instructor of a required undergraduate class on civil liberal and global education instructed jewish students to raise their hands She then told the Jewish students to gather their belongings and stand in the corner, telling them this is what Israel does to the Palestines. The instructor then asked the students how many people died in the Holocaust. When a student answered six million, the instructor minimized the mass slaughter of Jews, saying colonizers killed more than six million and Israel is a colonizer, a.k.a. you deserved it. At USC Berkeley, a statement organized by Bears for Palestine that was signed by 25 uh, on and off campus organizations brazenly declared the support for Hamas's brutal terrorist maiming and slaughtering of Jews, saying that we invariably reject Israel's framing as a victim, said the statement, which was uh, which also argued our people's freedom will not be attainable without revolution. We support the terrorist attacks, so forth, so forth, so forth. 
University of Michigan. A statement demonizing Israel, blaming Jews for Hamas's barbaric violence, was signed by over 800 faculty members, staff, and graduate students. SJP at Tufts University released a statement celebrating the terrorist attack, calling it a historic attack on the colonizers. Super UW, a pro-Palestinian group at the University of Washington, held an anti-Jewish protest on campus featuring genocidal chants, including Palestine is our demand, no peace on stolen land. There's only one solution. We've heard that terminology before. Final solution. Resistance is justified when people are occupied. During the event, one Super UW supporter yelled, F Israel, no problem, F you, F you, you guys are all effing gay bro at pro-israeli students while another protester defended terrorism against jews the list goes on new york schools including city university of new york city college of new york brooklyn college john jay college releasing joint statements demonizing israel and supporting the terrorist attack i mean it goes on and on and on these are real life examples there was a glory to our martyrs, or glory to our martyrs, that coming from uh, the, the uh, let's see, is Washington University that projected a pro-terror message on campus buildings, and it took two hours before the campus had it taken down. And we're seeing this manifest itself in other ways. New York uh, College Jewish students locked inside a library as anti-Jewish protesters move through the building, banging on the walls. Cops nab anti-Semite who assaulted a Jewish woman on a subway. There's video, which we don't have time, maybe we'll play it later, of, of um, a, a Jewish woman. Well, she's a woman. She's trying. It's a school pickup line, and she's there to pick up her kids on a bike. And there is an individual, probably not a Trump supporter, who is blocking her way. She asks him to move his vehicle out of the area that you're not supposed to park. And he argues with her, eventually asking if she's a Jew, in which she replies yes. And he starts laughing at her, calling her the devil. The left has turned anti-Semitism in this country to so acceptable that all of these examples of real-life instances occurring to the White House, to local media outlets across the country, to the people, you know, national media as well, oh, well, they're just whining. Let's talk about Islamophobia. Let's put that list of Islamophobic attacks up against what it is that we're seeing in terms of anti-Semitism in this country denying anti-semitism and the level of it in this country wasn't right when we were people were denying the holocaust and it's not right today to add to the proof that it is inaccurate to downplay anti-semitism in this country polling shows a majority of 18 to 24 year olds you know college age post-college age just post-college age students believe that the terrorist massacre of Israeli citizens was justified. Springfield's Talk 104.1, I'm Nick Reed.